You're listening to the Empowerful Girls podcast that helps you grow curiosity, compassion, and confidence. This is 10 for teens and tweens. I'm Stephanie Valdez. In each episode, I'll give you girls tools that will empower you to know you can take on the world. Hey girls, welcome to episode 46 of 10 for Teens and Tweens. I'm Stephanie Valdez from Empowerful Girls, and I am so glad you are here. This episode is part of our puberty series, and since there's so much to discuss about puberty, I'm breaking it up over a few episodes. In the previous episode, number 45, we discussed menstrual cycles and periods. Today, we will wrap up the series talking about emotions and healthy habits. Now, some kids and adults are hesitant to talk about puberty, so I hope these episodes help you feel more comfortable having conversations about it. That's my goal. This isn't meant to replace health and development education. I am not, nor do I claim to be a medical professional. So I encourage you to further educate yourself through trusted resources like books and reputable websites and doctors, etc. I will use medically accurate terms and linked fact sources in my show notes. All right. First, we're going to talk about emotions. Now, physical and hormonal changes introduce a whole new set of big emotions. You may notice you're feeling more sensitive to people's comments. You get irritated easily by your parents, more than normal, right? You feel self-conscious at school. You feel giddy texting your crush and jealous when you see your friend talk to them. Or you feel like you might burst into tears and you don't know why. Inside, you're like, what's going on with me? But please know, this is part of puberty. There is nothing wrong with you. And you're not alone. Everyone is changing. Everyone's awkward. And everyone feels this at some point. Now, I say this a lot, but writing out your feelings can help you process what's going on. Our brains tend to ruminate or think about something again and again, which can make us feel more stressed and anxious. You've got to release the pressure somehow. And bottling up your feelings might result in an emotional explosion similar to opening a shaken bottle of soda. So get out a journal or a piece of paper and free write your feelings. Don't worry about editing. Just let it out. Writing gives your brain the opportunity to stop ruminating in circles and take different thought paths like new ideas or solutions to what's going on. Now, if you need help identifying your emotions, I recommend you check out a feelings or emotions wheel. You can find one with just a web search. Narrow down how you're feeling by choosing your main emotion from the center circle, like sadness, and then move to the next circle and choose the emotion that fits, like hurt. And then finally move to the outer circle and identify the most descriptive matching emotion, like wronged. Naming your emotions gives you clarity and helps you move through that tunnel. Also, talking to someone like a parent, a counselor, a therapist could help as you regulate these new emotions. Those adults were once your age, And even if their experiences were different, their emotions could be similar. At the very least, they could offer you empathy, 
compassion and a listening ear so you don't feel so alone. Now, some adults, including myself, tend to switch into problem-solving mode because they want to help. So you could begin your conversation by saying, I'm having a hard time and I just want to feel understood before trying to fix it. Can I talk to you about what's going on and how I'm feeling? That should give them a heads up to save their solution suggestions for later when you're ready for them. Now, if you happen to react at someone similar to that shaken soda bottle, it happens and it's tough. Once you're in a better mind state, apologize. Back in episode 14, we identified the three parts of an apology. Number one, own it. Say what you did wrong. Two, feel and empathize. Express how you truly feel bad for what you did and recognize the other person's feelings. And three, make it right. Say what you'll do differently or think about or ask what you can do to help make it up to them and mean it. It's best to apologize in person, face-to-face. The next best option would be a video call, then a phone call, and if none of those options are possible, text with emojis, because without, sometimes you misinterpret tone. Apologizing and being accountable for your actions shows great maturity. Now, on the flip side, there's a possibility that someone, even a close friend, may explode at you like the shaken soda bottle. And it might be messy and it might even hurt. So I'll refer to episode nine about forgiveness. The goal is to find peace within yourself. The first step to forgiveness is to be mindful about how you feel and identify your emotions. The emotion wheel can help. Then you need to recognize things that are in your control, like how you'll respond to the situation. Boundaries are important and will give you space to heal. And you can consider whether this friend or relationship is worth repairing. Mend things if possible or move on, whichever is best for your peace. Now we're going to talk about healthy habits. First, nutrition and food. Now, this is often misrepresented and misunderstood, including by me for many, many years. Unless there's a food allergy or a medical reason, no food should be off limits. In other words, don't rely on diets to tell you how to eat. Believing food is either good or bad might make you feel bad about yourself. Food should not cause guilt or shame. As Laura Cragen, an intuitive eating coach, shared in episode 40, all food is equal. It doesn't have moral value. It may have nutritional value that differs, you know, a Twinkie versus a head of broccoli, but really it's the same as far as it's morally concerned. Food provides energy, nutrients, and pleasure. Enjoying a variety of foods and trying new things can be fun. There will be some foods that you love, others you like, and ones you tolerate. And that's okay. Also, water is necessary for survival. So hydrate. Now, activity and exercise are important for both physical and mental health. Exercise is not a punishment to reach a number on a scale 
or a size. Our bodies are designed to move and they can do incredible things if we give them the opportunity. Try different activities, both structured like a team sport and unstructured like a hike with friends. Aim for 60 minutes a day total and be outdoors as much as possible. Limit the time you spend sitting, especially on screens. If you have to sit for a while, like doing a bunch of homework, set reminders to get up, stretch, and walk around. Now, if you ever wonder what to eat or how to move, just listen. Your body already knows. In episode 29, guest Lizzie Cangro, the author of Reclaim the Rebel, encouraged us to trust ourselves by listening to our bodies. Our bodies will give cues about what it wants and how much it needs. Like the principles of intuitive eating, the more in tune you are with your body, the better you'll be able to take care of it. Now let's talk about sleep. Sleep is the one I think that gets the most overlooked, even sacrificed, but it needs to be prioritized. At your age, aim for 9 to 12 hours of sleep each night. You can help yourself fall asleep faster by turning off screens one hour before bed, by dimming lights around your house, doing quiet activities or listening to quiet music, and only using your bed for sleeping, not for doing homework or painting your nails. Getting enough sleep can improve your attention span, behavior, learning, memory, and of course, physical and mental health. Now, mindfulness, it's something that sounds so simple that you might not do it. But when you do, you realize how impactful it is. Given how very busy life can be, being mindful has to be done intentionally. Mindfulness is slowing down or pausing to be aware of and experience the present moment with your senses. Practicing mindfulness while outdoors is a neat experience and Mindfulness can also be done indoors. You can practice mindfulness while sitting quietly and focusing on the sound and sensations of your breath. You could practice it while eating and using all of your senses to experience the food, you know, sight, smell, sound, taste, and touch. You can practice it while taking a walk outside and focusing on the rhythm of your steps or the sounds of birds chirping or the smell of crisp fall air. It only needs to take a moment, but mindfulness has a host of benefits, including decreased stress and sadness, improved sleep, enhanced creativity, clearer mind, improved focus, and more empathy and self-compassion. Maintaining your physical and mental health are both essential for your well-being. They work in tandem, so if one of them is struggling, the other will show it too. Prioritizing your health is important as you continue growing through puberty and adulthood. Throughout this series, we've discussed a ton of puberty changes. What puberty is, growth, smell, hair, and skin in episode 43, shape, weight, breast development, and body hair in episode 44, menstrual cycles and periods in episode 45, and emotions and healthy habits in this episode, number 46. Puberty is going to happen to everyone at some point, so don't make fun of people, okay? Have compassion for them as well as yourself. Puberty is a part of life, so accept it. It won't last forever, and there are lots of people 
who can help you through it. If you have questions about what we covered in this episode, any other of the puberty episodes, or for future topics, send an email, tweens get the okay from your parents, uh, email hello at empowerfulgirls.com. Again, I encourage you to further educate yourself through trusted sources like books, reputable websites, doctors, etc. And you may also want to check out the American Girl Books. It's the series, The Care and Keeping of You. Volume one is the body book for younger girls and volume two is the body book for older girls. I also recommend these movies. They're favorites of mine. Um, Inside Out and Turning Red. Those cover a lot of the different puberty changes that happen. And I'm also planning an event here in Las Vegas in November, kind of like a puberty party for girls and their trusted adult. So if you want more on that, be sure to get on the email list. You can subscribe at empowerfulgirls.com. Now, if you have social media already, you can follow me on Insta or TikTok at Empowerful Girls. I'm not encouraging or endorsing social media, but I'm on there to offer an unfiltered, uplifting alternative to what's in your feed. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 46 of the 10 for Teens and Tweens podcast by Empowerful Girls. I can't wait to talk with you again. I love you, girls. Thank you.